spare you the classic unboxing, the ritual reading of the spec sheet, all the benchmark LARP, and the wicked, wicked obvious hottest of hot takes, at least most of them. Even the waffle party, if I absolutely have to. Because the M2 MacBook Pro has Apple's most bleeding edge system in a chip all wrapped up inside a 13 inch unibody aluminum chassis that, swear to jobs, has barely, barely changed in the last six years. This is the new MacBook Pro, and it is absolutely incredible. So riddle me this, Mac man, just who in the hell is this Pro for? For the incredible performance of M2, ProRes acceleration, up to 24 gigabytes of memory, and up to 20 hours of battery life. If you just answered, well, obviously, people who are about to buy the M1 MacBook Pro anyway and are now gonna get that exact same Mac but with the latest generation chipset inside, well, yes, and good. I'm a huge, huge believer in constant, relentless updates, even spec updates, because almost no one is gonna buy a new Mac every year, more like every five to seven years. But any year someone does need to buy a new Mac, they absolutely deserve the most up-to-date Mac that they can buy, especially with Macs that have been around a while. And I've been using and reviewing a version of this Mac ever since 2016, when Phil Schiller first announced. We challenged our team to take this new design, this 13-inch MacBook Pro, and could they make a model that would be really exciting for customers who would traditionally pick a MacBook Air. And I've been using and reviewing the latest one for just about a week now. So even if Apple's industrial design team was so, so busy with the Mac Studio, new MacBook Air, and presumably the upcoming Mac Pro, that they just couldn't cram in a redesign for this particular system, this particular year, it's still getting all the benefits of all the new silicon. And I love that, I all caps love that. And since most people looking to update will be updating from an older Intel MacBook Air or Pro, this new silicon alone is gonna make for one hell of an update. You do lose the free space heater that was packed inside pretty much every Intel box, but you gain ridiculously better performance, not only thanks to the sheer speed increase that'll save you half of the minutes out of every hour that you spend processing everything, but the iPad-like responsiveness that'll save you half the seconds out of every minute that you don't spend waiting for things like beach balls it's just 100% quality of life changing. And if you do any video rendering at all, the media engines will not only render it way, way faster, but they'll leave your CPU pretty much completely free and clear while they're doing it. So you can do other things like use Photoshop, pivot a table, open a Chrome tab. It's almost like you have a second Mac available at the same time. And that's just transformative. Now, it still has a touch bar, even if Apple hasn't touched that particular bar going on six years now. And I still like it and use it for scrolling timelines and surfacing buried controls, but I never want to invest more in something than the company that makes it. So if you don't like it, be aware that it's still here. But if you do like it, maybe also be aware that this could be the last time that it's here. Also, you can now go up to 24 gigabytes of LPDDR5 RAM if you're willing to pony up for it. So you can handle more plugins, more polygons, and just generally more heavier workloads at the same time, things that you wouldn't have been even able to consider on a previous version of this machine, all with the same 20 hours of battery life under highly optimized conditions like streaming web video, but also still hours and hours under heavy load in a way that 
Intel could simply never deliver before. And so if you've been sitting on a late 2010s Intel MacBook Pro, especially a butterfly keyboard model, this new engine and Magic Keyboard, even in the old chassis, still feels to me like night and day. So should you get this new M2 Pro over the M2 Air? And no, not unless you really need the sustained performance, the extra battery life, or you really want that aspirational pro label flex on the bezel or the touch bar. See, the new Air has a cool new design. What it doesn't have is any cooling, as in a fan. So if you run a lot of heavy workloads, M2 is gonna run until it saturates the enclosure and then just ramp down to reduce the heat. And the M2 Air is not out and available for testing yet, but if the M1 Pass is at all the M2 Prologue, then that'll be at around the 20 minute or so point for the Air. But with the M2 Pro's active cooling system, it'll be able to sustain max load for like max longer, not indefinitely, especially if you're lighting up the GPU and A&E cores as well, but like the system will be able to push more power at them in case you really need it. You just won't be able to power it with a MagSafe like the new M2 Air because the M2 Pro is still USB-C only, which at the very least keeps the EU happy. And there are no starlight or midnight color options if that's your current mood. The display is also a tiny bit smaller, but there's no notch. The battery is a tiny bit bigger, but it's also heavier. There are two stereo speakers instead of four spatial audio speakers and a web camera that's still a relative potato by comparison, but a better mic. This is the M2 MacBook Pro 720p webcam and studio quality mics. This is the microphone and camera on the 2017 15-inch MacBook Pro. This is the 2019 16-inch MacBook Pro camera and microphone. This is the M1 13-inch MacBook Pro 720p webcam and studio quality microphones. This is the 2021 M1 Max 14-inch MacBook Pro 1080p camera and studio quality mics. This is the 11-inch iPad Pro front-facing camera and microphone. This is the 2021 iPhone 13 Pro 4K camera and microphones. This is the M2 MacBook Pro 720p webcam and studio quality mics. So if you want a new MacBook, but the Air just isn't quite enough MacBook for your workloads and the lack of a redesign isn't a deal breaker, this M2 Pro might just be for you. But should you get it over the still new-ish 14-inch M1 Pro Pro? And maybe, legit maybe, if you don't think you'll really need all the extra ports, the better panel, and the better performance that all of that extra money buys, or you just can't handle the extra size and weight, because M2 does have faster single core than M1. It'll bench around 12%, but if you break it down based on its A15 generation IP, the efficiency core should be about 30% faster, and the performance core is about 5 to 25% faster, depending on the latency of the workload, because tons of extra system level and dedicated cache. But M2 cores are also just way more efficient. So unlike Intel, you don't pay a battery life or enclosure size or fan noise or scaling penalty for any of that extra performance. And I've already posted a full deep dive on M2 and I'll link to it in the description right below the subscribe button. But what it means is if current peak top app launch speed, web speed, some of the single core bound Xcode processes, scripts, even older games, have been bottlenecks for you in the past, M2 will give all of them a boost. 
The M2 also has faster graphics cores, but it doesn't have as many cores as the M1 Pro, but 10 cores, even though faster versus 16 cores, even though not quite as fast, a lot's gonna depend on your specific workload. The neural engine though is a clear win because the 16 cores on the M2 are next generation and clocked higher, along with the new matrix accelerators on the CPU. So they'll be better for everything from AI photo and video enhance to machine learning models, everything that benefits also from the faster GPU cores, again, even though there's not as many of them. Also, the new ProRes media engines on the M2, which are only about half as capable as the M1 Pro's versions, which is still kind of legit, super impressive for what's essentially a MacBook Air Pro or Pro Air, but it's nothing that the M1 Pro won't still just lap. Likewise, the 14-inch M1 Pro MacBook Pro has a slightly bigger display, even though it has a notch, 32 gigabytes of RAM with double the memory bandwidth, 200 instead of 100 gigabits per second, and up to eight terabytes of SSD instead of maxing out at two terabytes like the M2 Pro. Battery life, which takes a slight hit on the M1 Pro and it's half a pound heavier, but also a much nicer display with up to 120 Hertz of mini LED HDR, which pretty much blows the pixels off everything else. And then there's six speakers, a MagSafe, an HDMI port, an SD card slot, as well as an extra Thunderbolt port on the opposite side of the box and the ability to run multiple external displays if that's something you wanna do. And yes, you have to be willing to pay the hefty, beyond hefty price for all this, but that's just the current cost of serious escalation in pro capabilities. So if you don't need it all and don't wanna carry it all and certainly don't wanna pay for it all and you just can't wait and see if there'll be a truly all new, all different model in a year or two, then this M2 Pro really might be the MacBook for you. And to really put that new hardware to the test and maybe even work on the next generation one day, check out the computer science, neural network, machine learning, and algorithm classes on today's sponsor, Brilliant. Brilliant has this constantly growing catalog of courses, including math, physics, logic, science, quantum mechanics, game theory, and so much more, all specifically crafted to help you learn key concepts by working through them yourself in visual, hands-on ways and all the lessons are so thoughtfully broken up into bite-sized pieces so you can learn at your own pace. No pressure, zero pressure. Like, let's say you wanna to learn to code, but you've always been put off by the overly complicated traditional computer programming classes. Well, Brilliant has actual, fun, interactive challenges that let you shift around blocks of pseudocode, receive immediate feedback, and get results. You feel like you're solving puzzles, gaming even, but the whole entire time, you're learning how algorithms work. And once you know that, coding becomes way less intimidating, way more approachable, and just so much more fun. Because here's the thing, here's the secret. Everyone starts somewhere, and you can get started right now, today, for free. Just visit brilliant.org slash Richie or click the link in the description. And the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. So just click the button on the screen or go to brilliant.org slash Richie. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this video for even more on M2 and what we have to look forward to with the M2 Pro, Max, Ultra, and maybe, just maybe, even the extreme. So hit up this video and I'll see you there.